Hi, everyone. I'm Carla. I'm a food addict, compulsive eater, and bulimic. And I weigh and measure three meals a day from the gray sheet. I write them down, call them into my sponsor, and I eat those meals. Nothing in between. And just for today, abstinence is the most important thing in my life without exception. And my abstinence date is March 31st, 2007. It's really good to be here. Um, I This meeting was at a really great time for me. I was back in 2018 and um, it felt, it's funny to me, looking back, I was like, oh, I can't go on a meeting with everybody that, you know, everybody that's over in Europe, that'll be so weird. I'm not sure what I thought y'all were going to do. <laughs> it's to, anyhow, um, so it's, and it's really also rich to be on a meeting that still does the introductions. I haven't, I, I really, I really like that. Thank you. So um, let's see. I um, I manifest uh, my disease in all the ways you can imagine, including weight. And um, I had to get to 325 pounds on my five foot one inch frame before I was willing to to come to gray sheet and do what you all do. And um, just before that, I had uh, I spent four years in. Um, Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm very grateful for that. I got, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have known about Gracious Anonymous. Um, and, you know, I like to think that a sign of my higher power was, even though I got a really unpleasant view of gray sheet from some folks who weren't feeling all that great about it in a way, you know, they're just so, they're just obsessed with their food and they eat out of these giant troughs and la, la, la. And, um, I was pretty negative. So I was, you know, I was all about, you know, I was probably right there. Um, but what I did get out of being in a, another 12-step food fellowship was um, that it was that I was an addict, that I wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't because I was crazy or weak-willed or um, stupid or any of the things that I had previously thought. Uh, it was um, pretty um, pretty powerful to be able to let that go. Um, um, so yeah, so um, I'll jump back a little bit further. I was overweight as a child. Um, you know, I was born signif significantly after my siblings. And I kind of um, seemed to hang out with the adults. Um, and so that even it, when I was at my friend's birthday parties, you know, I felt more comfortable hanging out with the moms or um, was it that, or was it the fact that they had control over the food? Mm. But I was, I seemed to be helpful in those arenas when I wasn't at home, but you know, I, people like to feed me and um I get the sense that my brother and sister were a bit more finicky. Neither of them seem to have had, seem to have the ism of, of this food variety. Um, and um, so, yeah. So, I mean, we'd, I'd go out to, we'd go out to eat, which did not happen very often, but you know, my parents were just so happy because I'd clean my plate and um I wasn't all that sure the ways I could make my parents happy. So I was sure, you know, that was one that really worked well. 
Um, my dad worked for a major food corporation. So we had staples in our house that seemed unusual, certain types of candies and um, uh, lots of things that come out of a cow, moo things. And um, so, um, you know, there, so I, I ate a lot. I snuck food. Um, my mom was a sneak eater. Uh, she hid some, you know, sugary things and I made it my, you know, attempt to find those, which I was usually pretty successful. And then I, I lied early on to say that, no, I hadn't done that. Um, and my, um, I went on my first diet when I was 11, my parents, um, my mom sent me to school, you know, with a half, a the things and, you know, and, and it was, um, it was miserable. And so I, you know, I just got my friends items and, um, and, um, so I just, uh, kept, you know, using food, you know, when I was really young, it was so comforting. It was, um, you know, I didn't know what to do with some of the pains of a lonely childhood and, um, food was pretty damn consistent. Um, so I picked up other substances and people and such in high school. Um, but food was always, you know, number one. And, um, I, my parents paid for me to go on a number of different big box diets, a few different times. I lost, you know, between 60 and 80 pounds. But when I started, you know, when this, um, even a remote sign of a normal body, um, showed itself, you know, I didn't know how to be, I didn't know how to live in the world, um, in a normal sized body. And, and when I would start getting attention, you know, it was just really, that's when I would start eating again. And of course, you know, looking back, it's easy to see that, you know, the things I were choose, I was choosing are things that I'm allergic to, but I of course didn't know that then. And, um, you know, and I, and it timing wise and, um, food, um, capitalism at the time was, um, you know, doing, getting rid of, you know, a bad thing, getting rid of the fats and just dumping all kinds of sugar and stuff to, you know, for all the reasons. And so, um, that didn't, I don't think that probably helped, but, and I, and I also felt really self-righteous about, you know, certain things. And I was big on the, you know, well, I know I'll put it in the freezer because then I won't eat as many than I, but that what happened there was, I just found out how great frozen things are. <laughs> and, you know, it was just, it was just bad. Um, on a meeting the other day, um, Qualify was was talking, and I was reminded of a time in my life that was really hard. Which was, I was, um, I am, I'll, I'll identify as queer now, queer, um, and but that, you know, my parents really saw that the thing was, you get, you know, you find, you know, you find a man, you get married, you have kids, you do the standard deal, and. Um, I wasn't really interested in men, but I didn't, I felt like I needed to be. And there was a, it wouldn't be truthful to say that my, my parents would never say this to me outright, but it was really clear to me that because I was fat, I'd better lower my standards. And so I had some really um, 
awful years of dating where I thought I had to, I thought, and um, I just, it, it, looking back, I mean, this is a big word to use, but it, well, I just felt like it, I was, the word I want to use is betraying myself. It wasn't that big, but I just don't have it. It just was so other than me. And I would eat and I would eat and I would eat. And, um, you know, and, and to a piece that was there was, I did used to have this idea that if I didn't eat in public, I was fooling somebody, you know, even though I was wearing my addiction, you know, (laughs) in some sort of floral polyester jobby, because there were no cute clothes for heavy women back then. Um, So anyhow, um, you know, I, um, and I was just getting by in life. I mean, I, um, I didn't go to school, it didn't go to college, it was not a high value of my parents. I didn't think to have that conversation with them until I, you know, until I was a senior in high school and found out they had no plans for that to happen for me. And I didn't have the chutzpah, the will, the whatever to make it happen for myself then. But I am now, but we'll get to that later. Um, so I just was in these, you know, in, in jobs that didn't satisfy me. And I really, you know, I wasn't really putting much into it. So I was just miserable and I was being miserable to the people around me. And, um, yeah. And so let's see, fast forward, um, my mom died when I was a really immature 28 and that was a pretty big wake up call. Um, it wasn't, my parents both had heart disease and, and cancer. Um, and, um, but it was, it was hard to be, to be unmothered at that age. And it was, it moved me into starting to get counseling five minutes. Thank you so much, Laura. And that was good for me in a lot of ways. I went to a a number of different counselors, all of whom in some way, shape or form told me I was having a spiritual crisis, but I, you know, I felt rejected by the only religion that I knew at my young age. I grew up in a pretty conservative area, um, way out West in Spokane, Washington. And, um, so I just, I didn't, that didn't really resonate for me. And so anyhow, um, let me fast forward. So I was late in getting into relationships. I was about in my mid thirties. I'd been living alone for nine years. My disease had really progressed. You know, I was um, ordering in food all the time and I, you know, order several meals and, and it was, you know, what had originally been grazing had really had moved into binging. And so when I moved in with my partner, um, you know, I couldn't, um, it wasn't as easy to be with my lover food and, um, weird things like, um, shortly into this, I just couldn't wait for her to leave. I just, it, I just would crawl that because she was at the house and it didn't dawn on me actually until I was in gray And I thought, you know, oh, I don't love her or whatever. I had made a horrible mistake, but the reality is I wanted her out of the house so that I could eat. And I got caught because, you know, I apparently couldn't wait for her to get to the car and she'd forget something. She kept back in and I was already, you know, getting my, my party together. And, um, Finally, she had a mini intervention with me 
and um, said, I don't, you know, I think you're a powerful woman. I don't think you can do this alone. I think you're an addict. How about you get to those 12 step programs? She had a working relationship with, and so I did. So anyhow, so got into, got into Overeaters Anonymous and then, um, you know, but I, so what I did there was, um, you know, some spiritual stuff, got the piece that I wasn't alone and, um, you know, we started using the healthy versions of things help, you know, but it was still, it didn't matter that it was Brown instead of white. Um, I could binge it just as easily. And so I did three meals, not sensible meals, nothing in between, but towards the end, a cocktail seemed sensible. If it was only one, it didn't matter that it had a ton of alcohol in it, but anyhow. And, um, um, and then I started lying to my sponsor and I, and I got out of it. I got out of OA and just kind of started visiting there because I knew I had a belly full of that program and um, no belly food of food and a bit of that program in my head. I knew I couldn't go to Weight Watchers. Um, So I was really, I had some big life stuff happen and started seeing the physical uh, issues from my weight. And so I went to one of their an OA annual event and I saw two women there that were just glowing. They were doing the gray sheet. I said, what are you doing? I want to do it. And so I did it. And, um, you know, and I've been doing it ever since. I have no idea why I was struck abstinent. You know, I see other people whose commitment would seem to be stronger than mine. You know, who knows? I mean, there's no, it's silly for me to think about those things. I just, um, you know, I just try to keep my ears and my heart and my eyes open. I do a lot of service. It's really important to me. I do, um, you know, I do the next thing in service world that seems like something I can't do. (laughs) And I have been supported every step of the way. You know, there is, um, and that And that is true for everything. You know, if I had a food issue, if I, you know, I went, my sponsor went out um, when I was about six months in and um, she had me doing all kinds of things. One minute. Thank you. So I've changed careers um, and I have gone back to school. I have the pandemic. I realized, you know, I don't want to get out of this world without my bachelor's degree. And so I have been um, going to school now for three years and I love it so much. And it is so I am um, I am building new neurons left and right, man. It is not as easy as it was when I made attempts earlier. And, you know, I am currently down visiting um, gray shooters in the Bay Area. I, I have um, picked up a nomadic lifestyle um, since 2018. And I spent, um, so I spent a, a good four months down in the Canyonlands of Utah. And um, I, you know, for anybody who's new, just reach out. There is no question that someone else hasn't asked. And people have been here for me when I mm, couldn't find the right toenail clippers to when I had knee surgery to when I had to get, you know, and my marriage ended. It's the place to be. My time is up. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you, everyone, no matter what.